The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. It's a unit that's figuring itself out. And well, when are you going to figure yourself out? Well, like that's the well, whole point. No, the, the point is, though, but the guys are that. getting, but the guys are getting plugged and played, and I know how different it can be once we're it's after like doing a season. And you're talking about figuring stuff out. The figuring stuff, stuff been out. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up? What's up? Welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. We are back. Syracuse football is finally back this week after a bye. I'm Tommy Sladak. We have Samantha Croston. We have Super Bowl champion James Mungro. And as always, we have Brendan Hodges on the producer. Mike, this is the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get it. We're all over social media. And let's get right into it. Syracuse at Virginia Tech. It is Thursday night college football, baby. We're heading down to Blacksburg, Lane Stadium. How are you feeling, guys? I'm feeling like I can't get it off my mind that Mungro called me a blueberry. Yeah, if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, if we could get a zoom in on the blueberry, <laughs> I I uh, did not mean to match, but I am matching the blueberry. But you're getting a lot more heat for it. How do you feel? I know. I mean, I I like this shirt, so I'm not I'm not going to let a little bit of criticism bring me down. Yeah. But as far as a Thursday night game, I feel. I feel like that rocks. I feel like, especially coming off of the bye week, something that I heard a lot from players today is that they were saying they actually feel like it's the perfect amount of time mm. that has passed. Because, again, if you're waiting now until Saturday, it's almost like it could end up being too much time. Have you been out of the rhythm for too long? Garrett Schrader saying that because of the, of the Thursday game, they will now have more time on the opposite end of that to recover for the next game. So he likes it. What's your take on the Thursday game? Well, first off. Uh, coming off a bye. Good to see you, It's a new week. It's yeah. a new week. So I have a better attitude um but what you said before uh samantha about uh the timing part the timing is terrible already so therefore the whole timing part they should maybe wait to two more weeks to play uh to get the timing correctly but they play this thursday so at lane stadium it's gonna be a packed house it's going to be rocking it's gonna be a great atmosphere for football um i feel like they may have some trouble down there unfortunately just because the um, the crowd, the crowd noise, um, but hopefully uh, they got their stuff together over the past two weeks, and hopefully we'll be able to see some good. Let me repeat that: some good Syracuse football. See some good Syracuse football. We want points. Oh man, do we want points? <laughs> points. But, <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about Lane Stadium for a second because this is the type of place, right, where. Virginia Tech could be one and six. Yeah. The team coming in could be six and one. And especially on a Thursday, as yes. we're going to be getting into with uh, Ashley Winskowski interviewed their play-by-play guy, he's like, Thursday, Thursday's just a different beast. And at night, and in Blacksburg. This this team comes into the stadium to enter Sandman. So check that out by Metallica. Unbelievable. If you've never watched it, Unbelievable. It is, it'll send chills down your spine. So this is a big one for them. And... Would I have preferred for them to have this game be, you know, maybe one week later? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt, because it's one of those where I think they could play fine, Nationally but it still just might not be their night because of, again, the situation in which they're playing. So taking a look at Syracuse's remaining schedule, it's at Virginia Tech on Thursday. 
Boston College, back in the Dome, Friday, November 3rd. It's been over a month. And then verse Pitt, neutral site at Yankee Stadium at Georgia Tech versus Wake Forest. Now, ESPN's FPI puts them as one of the easiest schedules, if not the easiest schedule of any Power 5 team. But again, they need to get it done versus this team. So let's get right into Virginia Tech and what you need to know about them. And welcome to Hokie Nation, if you are listening. They're 3-4. and four, Two and one in the ACC, and that's the important stat. There is yes, they have a losing record right now, but they are two and one in the ACC. Mm. Syracuse is zero and three. Yes, and that to me plays a big role, not just in that they're home, but why they're a three point favorite in this one. Um, Brendan, I'm going to bring you in. What sticks out to you about Virginia Tech? What do you think is the big story? Well, we we've talked all season long, and it really started with the Clemson game about how records don't tell any sort of story when it comes to college football. I think at that point, what, Clemson was 2-2 two and two when they were coming into uh, the Dome. Was I right about that? Yeah. They were, it was around there. Yeah. yeah, and now you're looking at a Virginia Tech team that has, for the last couple of years, uh, I would say it's fair to say been in the doldrums of the ACC, but under their new head man, Brent Fry, they've turned it around. Already as many wins as they had all of last season. Wow. He, he's, he's making waves down there. They seem to like him, and that, that's not to say they aren't questions on this team in terms of, personnel and who could potentially see out the rest of the season behind center but fans that fans have an idea and i think it's going to be a big test especially for the syracuse offensive line when a virginia tech defensive front comes out on the field and the offensive line is one of the things that Dino Baber said he did like from that Florida State game. Again, he had to try to search for some positives there. But again, they were definitely a part of the LaQuinn Allen story and why he was certainly our MVP out of that. The run blocking definitely improved. And of course, we want to see even more when it comes to the pass blocking for a Garrett Schrader, who we're hoping is just looking a lot more healthy, which I'm hoping is the case. But Virginia Tech, again, season opening went against Old Dominion. Dropped three straight to Purdue, Purdue, Rutgers, Marshall. Purdue is where we have that comparison, right? Syracuse taking on Purdue, getting that big win on the road. Hokies falling to them. Then came ACC wins against Pitt and Wake. Pitt is scrappy. They also had a loss to Florida State in there. So, again, you know, I look at some of these teams. Like, Marshall's not a bad team. Like, they, again, it's a good team. It, this is a good team. I think they could potentially be you know, a, a type of team that does end up still going to a bowl game. I would be very surprised if they don't. Um, and then looking at, Brendan, what do you got player-wise for us? Is this QB? I was looking on Twitter. People seem to like him. Kyron Drones. What a name, by uh, the that way. That is a great name. You like that one? Do. I do. Uh, only starting because the original starter, Grant Wells, went out in that Purdue game with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's call him a true dual threat. He can throw the ball, and he's thrown the ball uh, better every single game he started. Five starts this year. Has only thrown one interception. That was in the first one against Rutgers. Since then, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Two and three as a starter. Take with that what you may. But he's gotten better every week, and he's coming off what is maybe inarguably his best game of the season so far. Plus, he runs the ball a ton. Virginia Tech, not necessarily a prolific running team, but he runs it. Two backs run it, and he has plenty of weapons on the outside to choose from against a Syracuse secondary. Well, I got to ask a question for you, Brandon. Yeah, go ahead. What do they do then if they only throw the ball sixty-five yards a game? And they don't run the ball that much. No, they 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 run. He runs the ball sixty-five yards a game. Okay, gotcha. okay, okay. Yeah. That, okay, that does gotcha. clear that up. That I was clear. like, hold on, something. <laughs> that, <doesn't> mean, <laughs> that might that, be that the says, worst in the FBS. That says <laughs> drones has carried the ball an average of seventeen point four times. 
for an average of 68, 65.8 yards a game. Got yeah. It. Carries. Because what, what I remember is uh, Virginia Tech, you know, always running the ball. The predominant run, a run team, uh, you know, dating back to Vic. And, well, big, yeah, big history of mobile quarterbacks there. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100% right. So I don't see him throwing the ball that much. I think our defense is going to have to stop the run. I mean, that's going to be, in special teams, it's going to be a big, big part of the game. Big time. And, you know, granted, we had our first big hello, my name is Garrett Schrader moment to the Syracuse fan base, and it was down in Blacksburg two years ago. You guys might remember this. That was that last drive. It was Schrader to Alford. Schrader got nailed on the throw. It was able to complete it. They were able to get a win. But I believe that was a noon game. And it's just a different feel. It was different team. How do you? How did you? What was the stadium for you in college that stuck out to you as being the loudest or just the toughest environment to play? And how does this team get ready for that? Well, like we're talking about with uh, V Tech. I mean, that stadium uh, down on Lane Stadium. It's just the way the stadium is built. It's it's just a great atmosphere for football. I mean, the fans there. The fans are right on top of you. Um, so I, I think penalty is going to be a big play, mm-hmm. a big a big uh, factor for Syracuse of staying on sides, not jumping off sides, stuff like that. Um, but you know, again, if if you're winning and you're doing the proper things, you can quiet that crowd down and don't let the crowd get into it. And hopefully, that's what we could do. Yeah, I mean, this is what I also want the fans to know is that today talking to some of the players this is not something that any of them are fearful about you also have to remember the fact that again it was a noon game but many of the players who are on this current team right now have played in that atmosphere before and have won in that atmosphere before back in 2021 it's not something they're afraid of it's something they're excited for and i actually think we should play a couple of those sots right now you want to do it right now yeah let's let people hear what the players had to say let's do it fire away I'm pretty sure everybody's excited. I'm excited because I know how, how hostile they can be. Their, their crowd is legitimately five, five feet from us, so it's going to be fun to hear them chirp, but as long as we play our game, we're going to be fine. So we played there two years ago, I believe it was, and obviously it was loud then, but that was a noon game, I think, or sometime during the day, and I've heard at night. My dad obviously still talks about it. He, he's been to games there. He saw it on TV growing up, but just the environment is... It's one of those environments like Florida State where you dream about playing in and playing a night game and sold-out crowd, and it's exciting. Obviously, we got to be prepared. It's going to be loud. It's more so affects the offense, right? So not going to be loud when we're on defense for their offense to concentrate, but it's going to be exciting playing in front of for sure. Those are the games that you really play for, especially, you know, um, got a pretty even matchup, you know, and uh, they got a good squad, but uh, that environment, especially a night game on a Thursday night, you know, it's going to be um, ecstatic, if that's the right word. Um, with my limited vocabulary, but um, no, it's gonna be fun. It's exciting, and uh, it was fun last time. You know, we came out on top and try to go do that again this uh, this week. So again, interesting reaction there, and you can tell no fear, pure excitement. And another thing at player availability that stuck out to me, this was on Tuesday, is the fact that when we asked what was it about the bye week that was the most important thing or what stuck out to you. A lot of people are asking about strategies and what's changing and what will be, what will be different. Every single person said health, wellness. I needed a break from 
the players or I needed a break from the coaches or I just needed some time away. Damian Alford went back to Canada. A couple guys went to watch a Cornell game. And I think that everybody has to understand that that matters. And Dino knew it. I mean, when you spoke with him, he kind of said the same, some a sentiment that was similar to that. He did. And he went as far as saying, he's like, it's not just a break from, you know, the everyday, you know, grind of being a college football player. He's like, he's like, they need time away from us. Yeah. He's like, because I'm sure players do they need do. that. You yeah. just need that. Because you're with these people 24-7, right? And so to have that time away, I'm sure, is very refreshing. But, you know, another side of it, too, as well. I mean, if you're winning, do you really want to go home? Right. Or do you want <laughs> to lose wanna, that, you that wanna, progress move, that you have, you right? Know, move, uh, lose that momentum. So either way, you can spin it either way. Um, but obviously, with uh, what happened over the, uh, over the past few weeks, they need to rest. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you get totally 100% see um, – Schrader definitely needs to get healthy, rest up a little bit, and you know the whole team, the offensive lineman, like you said. So they will come. They will have some guys coming back and be a lot more healthier. Um, but again, you still have to play that game. Still got to play that game. Now we're going to bring in uh, Ashley Winskowski. She interviews as we do every week the play-by-play of the opposing team. So here is Ashley with the voice of the Hokies. I'm Ashley Winskowski, joined by Bill Roth, voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Syracuse's opponent this week after their bye week. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to be with you, Ashley. Bill, you are a Syracuse grad yourself. You graduated from Newhouse in the late 80s, correct? And that was just an entirely different era of Syracuse football. That was the Coach Mack era. And uh, <laughs> and the, the magic of the Carrier Dome was just getting going way back then. And really good teams. Donnie McPherson was fantastic. And... Uh, so many great memories. It was a great coaching staff that uh, Coach Mack had back then. Great administration with Jake Krauthammel, really football-centric, even though the, the men's basketball team went to the Final Four uh, my senior year with oh, Coach wow. Mack. But uh, the, the focus on football uh, was really, really solid back then. And uh, Coach Mack did an amazing job, and then Coach Pascaloni after him. It was really a a different era, so to speak, inside the Dome. But we want to talk a little bit of Virginia Tech going into this week's matchup. Um, And I wanted to just get a broad takeaway from you to start. Through, you know, the first half of the season and even beyond, what are really some of your takeaways from this Virginia Tech team? Well, changing quarterbacks made a big difference. Kyron Drones has given the Hokies offense a completely different vibe and feel. Uh, he's been a prolific passer. He was responsible for five touchdowns in the pit game. Uh, he threw for 300 and something yards against Wake Forest and ran for two touchdowns. And so he's uh, only started five games. So he doesn't have a lot of experience, but you can see why they liked him so much, why he won a state championship in Texas as a high school player. Uh, he, he played for his dad. You can tell that he's the son of a coach, all those intangibles. And all that he's really lacking is experience. So the Hokies started one and three. September was bad. They make a change at quarterback and they look like a different team. Now this, as you mentioned, is a team that started off a little bit slow out of the gate and then did pick up a couple of conference wins against some teams that Syracuse has yet to see on their schedule in Wake Forest and Pitt. But they also gave Florida State a run from your money or for their money. What is your takeaway from you know, how they've been faring in the last couple of weeks versus the beginning of the season? Well, defensively, they gave up a lot of big plays in losses to Rutgers and Purdue and Marshall. 
But those were non-conference games, and it's almost as if once league play started, it was a different team. Florida State, uh, it was it was a tight game in the third quarter, uh, and then Florida State flipped a switch, as that team can do, and Jordan Travis did his thing, as he can do, and and they ended up pulling away in in the second half. But yeah, it, it was it was a tight game there for a while. I I think at home as a very young team, Virginia Tech plays better. Not that that's not true with every team, but I think with so many young players, which is what they really have, the the majority of their guys are, are sophomores or younger. They 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 clearly play with a lot more confidence on their home field. Now, Virginia Tech, like you mentioned, is kind of one of those teams that is more equivalent to Syracuse in terms of the ACC conversation. You know, you got those top teams in UNC, Florida State, and then you have some teams like Virginia Tech and like Syracuse that are going to, you know, the ceiling might be six wins, seven wins, and a bowl game. How do you feel about the Hokies' uh, chances going into a bowl game this year? Well, after September, I would have said slim because they were one and three, uh, and they they didn't look like a bowl team. And I'm not so sure they still can get there. That's why I think this game Thursday night for Virginia Tech is really huge. And here's the reason. If, if, if Virginia Tech does win this game, then they're three and one in the conference and four and four in the league going into November with, you know, a schedule with Boston College and Virginia and NC State at home. You, you can see where they could win two more games and get to six. Uh, so so the, the road is, is harder to get to six wins when you start one and three. But again, I think drones at quarterback has made a difference. You know, his statistics may not jump out at you, uh, but he hasn't turned the ball over but once. He has one interception. He's made some really, really big plays. Uh, he, he, he's really he's a winning kid. You know, they, as I mentioned earlier, they won a state championship in Texas at the highest level. He, he signed with Baylor after a big recruiting battle in Texas. And, but he was going to be the backup and he, he transferred to Virginia Tech to play. And, and that's what's happened now is, is that after the first few weeks, they've made the move to drones, which was really caused because Grant Wells got hurt. But once we saw what drones could do, I think it's clearly that they've created the offense, or at least they're calling the offensive plays that suit his skill set. Would you say the switch at quarterback is the primary reason um, for Virginia Tech kind of turning things around recently? Yeah, I think so, because what it's allowed them to do now, when you have a quarterback who can run, all of a sudden it's opened up some lanes for the running backs. It makes the defense, it keeps the defense honest, that type of thing. So I think that uh, without question, having uh, an athletic running quarterback, kind of similar to Schrader, right? It, it makes right. the defense honest. Not that Wells couldn't run with the football, but you couldn't expect him to go get you an 80-yard, 90-yard game, which was what what Kyron Drones can do. Yeah, we know just how valuable that kind of dual threat thing at quarterback is with Garrett Schrader. Um, you mentioned before the atmosphere at home for the Hokies and you know the Orange going into Blacksburg this Thursday night, a little bit of a different schedule this week. How do you feel the environment really helps Virginia Tech win? I think it depends on the other team and its experience, and it depends on the other team's offensive coordinator and that coordinator's ability to be patient. And the reason I say that, having watched a lot of SU Virginia Tech games at Lane Stadium and a lot of games over the years, uh, it, it, Lane Stadium at night is a different animal. It's 
It's a combination of a rave and a mosh pit and a European soccer game and a college football game. They're singing, they're swaying, and the singing doesn't stop. And even this year, every home game has been sold out. And uh, even last year, there were only two teams in America that lost eight games and averaged over 65,000 fans per game, Virginia Tech and Nebraska. And that's not a list you want to be on, but it does show that they're going to come out. It doesn't matter who they play, and it doesn't matter what their record is. Tech fans are there, and and they're they're very much uh, participants in the game, not spectators. And I think they made an, a big impact in, in the pit game, and they made a very big impact in the weight game. But Syracuse has won at Lane Stadium before, and, and they've played well at places like Clemson. And so uh, visiting teams that are okay with a 0-0 first quarter who are coached by patient offensive coordinators seem to do better. The teams that seem to struggle on the road at Lane Stadium are the coordinators that come in and want to throw the ball all over the yard in the first two or three possessions. And then there's a sack or two, and then there's an interception, and then this avalanche of noise. And, and it's happened to Syracuse. I know you are you could probably go back and look. There have been some games at Lane Stadium where some like really good Syracuse teams got beat 62 to nothing and 51 to 7. And you go, well, how can that possibly happen? And I think the momentum of the crowd uh, gets to people. I, I don't know that there was ever that big of a difference between the teams, but but I think that can happen. But I think – Visiting teams when they come in, and and I've heard other coordinators say this: like a punt is okay as the visiting team, because you don't you don't want to be down twenty one nothing in the first quarter and then try to come back. <clears throat> but Syracuse has won at Lane Stadium in the Big East and in the ACC. Uh, they they know how to win, and they've played well at Clemson. So that's why I think this will be a really really tight game. Yeah, we will we will see how it all plays out down there this week. Um, now, I wanted to get into that with you matchup-wise. How do you feel these two teams compare, and what is your prediction for this game, so to speak? Well, I do think it'll be close, and not to sound like a coach, but if, if the, whoever makes the, the more mistakes, whoever turns it over or has a special team miscue gets beat, probably. And doesn't that sound like something a coach would say? It does. <laughs> And and the reason I say that is if you just look at the track right, especially in the series, you know Virginia Tech can't win in the dome either. It's it's just been one of those things where really good Virginia Tech teams go to the dome and get beat, and really good Syracuse teams come to Blacksburg, and you see unusual plays where the the uh, a freshman long snapper sends a snap over the punter's head through the end zone, right? Things that don't happen anywhere else happen, and they do seem to happen at night, especially on Thursday nights. It's just a wild and crazy thing. Uh, you know, classes will be canceled as usual because it's a Thursday game. The tailgate parties will start noon on Wednesday, wow. so it will be a it will be a well hydrated crowd, if you know what I mean. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun. You know the. Virginia Tech isn't what it was, you know, when it was Mike Vick going up against Dwight Freeney. This, this isn't Coach Mack versus Coach Beamer with an Orange Bowl bid on the line with 15 NFL guys on both sides, because that's what we had. 
right? I mean, people that, that are longtime SU fans are nodding their head going, yeah, I remember that. Like there were 30 guys, 30 NFL players in the game. Right. And I know coaches want to get back to that, right? I mean, Coach Babers, Coach Pry, they want to get to the point where your biggest concern is, are my best players leaving for the NFL after the, the after this season? You know, not uh, not can we get a couple of players that that are good enough to win? And I, and I think that's where the programs are right now. They're they're they they played really good games uh, when 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 uh, SU beat some of really good Tech teams. They would storm the field at the dome. Uh, just some really vivid memories of those games, and the home teams have had the home team has had the advantage in this series for sure. Right. Aside from the Hokies being at home, as someone who knows Syracuse football probably a little bit better than, you know, your average play-by-play guy around the league, what are the keys for the Hokies if they're going to win this game? Well, they're going to have to be physical. So the one common opponent is Purdue. So if you watch how Purdue blocked Virginia Tech, they moved them off the ball pretty well. They ran the ball. And, and, And so Purdue played it really smart. Purdue's offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, has been at Lane Stadium before. He was at West Virginia last year. He was really conservative, and he just pounded it, pounded it, pounded it, and hoped eventually to bust a few big ones, and he did. But what you saw as the game went on is Purdue was the more physical team. The next game, Syracuse did the same thing at Purdue. And so I think if you, if you, if you watch the two Purdue tapes, you would come away saying Syracuse is more physical than Virginia Tech. And clearly, if you just watch those two games, I think the difference now is that Drones is a quarterback for the Hokies, and they're playing with a little bit more confidence. Uh, but I think that it really comes down to how – it comes down to not turning the ball over. It, it really does. Because I think when when Virginia Tech has played hot potato with the football and, and put it on the ground, they've had a hard time overcoming that because of their team. So uh, because of the youth of the team. So I would say, keep an eye on turnover margin. And, and I, I'm sure I, I would bet the mortgage that Syracuse is going to try to play a really physical football game, just like it did at Purdue because of what Purdue did in Blacksburg already this season. Right. And it's a rested Syracuse team as well coming off their bye week, which I'm sure will be a factor. Last kind of question for you here. Um, as far as Virginia Tech goes, the rest of the season beyond this matchup, what is your floor and your ceiling for this team this year? Well, that's why I think this game is kind of a swing game for the Hokies. If they win it, they're 3-1 and one in the league, and they'll take a 4-4 four and four record going into November in second place in the conference. That was something that you could have never even imagined in September after watching them play. They were 1-3. and three. Right. But – they were three non-conference losses. And so that's the difference. Um, you know, Clemson has three losses. They're all in the league. SU has three losses. They're all in the league. Yep. Whereas, you know, a, a loss to Purdue in a, in a game at Rutgers, that, that that doesn't hurt the Hokies in the ACC. It, it hurts their overall record. But uh, the the team that, that, that Pry has now, it's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. So the floor – they could, they could lose out. Uh, the ceiling, they could they could win four more games and and end up in a really good bowl. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, great interview with Bill Roth. Really appreciate him making the time as we get ready for Blacksburg, but it's time for our game picks. Let's get right into it. So last time... Last time out, everyone, I'm reading this right off the page, except Mungro, who was recovering from an illness, picked SU at FSU correctly. I mean, I should, I mean, technically. Yeah. I mean, so I, if you I, were here, I mean, I was not we should SU have, to we should Florida have, an, yeah, we should I have mean, an asterisk there. I'm, I I'm okay with giving really, you a game. Seriously? I'm I okay did. with giving you, I'm okay with giving you a five. <laughs> you did but no, I want the asterisk in there. No, he definitely he was gets on that. his deathbed. It's definitely. not. It's not going to alter the. F- like he, he's still in good standing. Remember, <laughs> it's total percentage of wins. It actually uh, helps him. It well, helps him actually. Sam, okay, okay. Sam's doing very well against the spread. She's four and one. Ashley two and three. James two and two. I am doing atrocious. I'm two and four. You're, you're in your feelings, Tom. Um, but I'm six and one overall. So, <laughs> still a winner at the end of the day. Game game picks. <laughs> I know Sam's already. Hit us I, with I it. don't know if I. I, I feel okay. sick. I feel sick right now. This I, was I'm, a really. Did you, did you eat too many blueberries last night? Uh, this is a really away. hard one. <laughs> Spread by the way is three in this one. Over under for what it's worth is forty seven. And to me, I'll say this: if Syracuse's offense can get going, I think that I think that over probably hits. Over. I, I mean, how many points did we score in the past four three? Oh. Three weeks. Average Somebody else go first. Okay. I can't do it. I'll I, go I need. First. I need. All right, go I'll, ahead. I'll step up to the plate. Yeah, I'll step up. Go to ahead, the plate. big batter. Go ahead, Bryce Harper. <clears throat> I would have to say I'm um, we'll gonna go with Syracuse by three points. Syracuse by three. Yes. Can you give me a score? Not yet. I guess Sam has to go. <laughs> Why? What's your reasoning? <laughs> what's your reasoning? What I, what's it's, it's what's your be, restored faith? You're thinking it's it's gonna be a tough game. Yeah. Um. You mean I bleed orange blood? And it's just hard for me to go against them. Uh, and this is a game that they are capable of winning um, mm-hmm. if they had their stuff together. Yep. Um, the team has lost games already, Virginia Tech. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough, rugged atmosphere at the, down at Lane Stadium. But uh, I think by, you know, the, the week off, they're back to normal and hopefully get this, uh, this ball going again. This has been hor- – like I've had a serious, horrible time picking this game. Because, like I mentioned in the past, I I was riding them till I had a reason not to, and I was going against them till I had a reason to switch that around. So that's what hurts here because I do have faith. I think they can win this and bring it back. But until I see something different from the last three weeks, I have to go with Virginia Tech in this okay. one. But – but I will say, and I know I've said it for two weeks now, I think we finally see that improvement on offense. And I think it's the break. I think it's just not going against one of those other defenses. But I think things are going to improve. I think Syracuse is getting well into the 20s. And we're going to go with, oh, man, maybe like 28, 27. I think this could be a heartbreaker, but we see some improvements. And again, until I see something differently, I have to go get Have some. you been stressing like this the whole time since we've been talking? Like, so, really? Well, you like, know what the crazy thing is? <laughs> I look back over it and you have the same face. Like, well, because look at my record. I mean, I again, you guys have to understand something. Like, coming into this year, I was, I, I am the reigning champion. There's a lot at stake here for Different me. Different year. I, that's my She's point. She's a humble champion, too. Okay. Clearly. Um, <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is, I already sent Brendan my pick. 
and I and I just don't I just don't know if I can. Like, you don't even trust it. it. I just don't know if I can commit to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you the bullet points of what I said to him because I still think all of this is true. I just think that one thing is gonna change based on what I said. And how are you sending your picks early? I mean, I thought we were supposed to be doing all this stuff right here. I, it's a I, Thursday game. It's, it's an, it's no, so got, so there's this thing we we posted on the web. That's why. So okay, there's a little okay. blurb that I had I to send. I still want to know. I want to, equal playing field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> equal playing field. All right. Listen. After hearing the player availability, I realized a couple things. The bye week, I do think, has changed this team for the better. They sounded energized. They sounded refreshed. I think most importantly, Garrett Schrader seemed very rejuvenated. I think you're going to see a healthier version of him. I think he's going to run the ball more. I think you're going to see that Purdue style, the style that we're all kind of used to seeing from him. Um, I think he's ready to run more. Coaches are ready to let him run. And I also think even though it's an away game, this is a place that Syracuse has played in before and won in before. So, so you really would think for all those reasons and knowing how important this game is to Syracuse, that this would be the game and should be the game that they have to win. Yeah. And I'm trying to will my mindset to think it. And I put in my email that they're going to win 21-17. Stick and with I'm, it. And Stick I'm, with it. No, I can't. I can't do it. I'm either going to regret this 100% or I'm going to be happy I said it. But I'm being honest. I've been weaning on it all day. I'm putting up a marker for us to clip this Wait. later when Sam regrets it. <laughs> if Sam regrets it. <laughs> yeah. For the thumbnail. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I am sticking with my same score, but I, I am going to say that Virginia Tech is going to win this game 21-17. It, it just, it's just intuition. I can't, I can't will myself to I feel say like it. I just watched the final vote on Survivor. Then you had to vote off your best friend it's like, on yeah, the island. Or the last rose, one of those shows. Yeah. Like, this is so bad. Man, sorry. Well, what did I you switch wrong. to? What's your new score? My score is still 21-17. But it's flip-flopped. Yeah, but I'm going to flip-flop it. I'm okay. going to say Virginia Tech, and I will send so it. So offense, board. still some issues then? Uh, Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, you I just think. said Schrader was healthy, and everything was from Schrader. So I'm about to, cha I'm about to change my, my, my pick because of the confidence you have in Schrader. If you're listening, Sam, Sam like, is I in. I've sweat. never seen Sam so stressed out. Ooh. Wow. That yeah. was a lot. No, listen, listen. I just, I, I just think, yeah. The thumbnail is gonna be like three different versions of me. Yeah. The here, the sad. No, listen. Yeah, I just, I, at the end of the day, I really did. I thought about it all day. I do think that they can win this game, and I think that this is one of the most important games of the year for them at this point. I think it's right. gonna depend on how the rest of the season goes, and I want them to win, but I'm just not gonna predict it. Awesome. Just not gonna put, no, put your money on it. I'm, I'm not going to put James, money on, either, you're on either the one. one. You're the only one who didn't give a score. Well, so. you know something, Brandon, from hearing this great speech from Samantha here, I, I, he I, 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 I'm changing. I'm going to have to change because she <laughs> said Derek Schrader is looking good and he's doing, you know, he's well, healthy. What was your score going to be the first time? Well, you know, I, I changed it in my head. Okay, <laughs> mentally I changed yet. it. So. Mongrel always has to so, listen to me yeah, before he's yeah. so, so out there, So man. I'm going to spit out. I'm going to spit out right now. I'm going a little bit higher now. See, I'm, I, got, I got a little confidence. What was okay. the first one going to be? The it's first, none of your. It's none of The first none one was going to be, be um, 20, 24, 20. Okay. Okay. That's, that's four yeah. points. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think we're going to score. <laughs> now he got me all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. No, he's gonna. He's gonna use my. Okay. Down. Down. So so this so look, this is what I'm going to do. Do twenty eight, twenty one. Yeah. Okay. All right. One, one of us is going to be sorry. I don't know who's going to be. Oh all man. Right. Oh man. I will just say. I did pick I think, this as the likely conference upset pick likely before the season upset. started. Which as in? SU gets upset. SU gets upset. But well, it wouldn't really not be an upset, upset anymore. It wouldn't be an upset. Not an upset anymore. 
No, man. I, I mean, it, it wouldn't. But at the beginning of the season, I didn't think Virginia Tech would be as, like, okay as they are. Feisty as they are. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I I hate to do this, but duty calls. Can got you, another you job going do, on. I'm going to let you guys handle trivia yeah. and a little bit of hoops. Oh, you're going to like this question, yes. um, too. I have to head down to Cornell. I'll, I'll answer for him. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week, uh, yes. give me a call because yeah. I want to, like, honestly, I want to match, too. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I do All that. right. Okay. Done and done. Okay. Done and okay. done. All right. Cool. Make sure we're texting about that. Okay. All right. Go get him, guys. Okay. Take this man down. We, All right. We Take got this You're man not down. You're going to. This is a great question, by the way. I think you guys are going to love this. Bye, Tommy. Bye, Blueberry. All right. Let's, so, get, let's go. So the ACC boasts two of the most iconic hype songs in college football. Enter Sandman and Notre Dame's I'm Shipping Up to Boston. Name the artists who performed them and the number of years between their respective release dates. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> he's going to be late, but he's going to do Metallica and Dropkick Murphys. And, I'm out. And yes. the release dates? The release, the release dates? Um, the years between the release dates? <laughs> Metall- Metallica's going to be in the... I'm going to let him handle Metallica. Oh, uh, you really serious? You don't need... You, the, you don't, about Jay-Z or James, something. real quick, you don't need both release dates. I need the difference in terms of years between them. I, I, I would say... Um, I, I prefer to go with like the release, like the the year. If you want to go with the actual years of the release, that's fine. Like you can do that. It'll just make it. I harder. mean, but ninety-two, ninety-three. Do, do you have one for shipping up to Boston? I haven't heard, heard of that song before. So it's right. a da 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 no, at a uh, Boston Red Sox playoff game that they ended up winning because Big Poppy hit a grand slam in the eighth inning. Honestly, one was of the most like electric the old, moments of my entire life. That was the life. Twins one, right? Like, it was. That Tory was, Hunter goes over I, the wall. That was that was in that was like the game that I went to was in 2014. It was a playoff game. Maybe not that one. Then. I, I, honestly, I think the Metallica was like in the 90s. All right, you go. You go with that. In the 90s, you take that one. I'll say shipping. <sighs> Yeah, I, I honestly, I really don't know. That seems like a really old song, but I'm going to go like early 2000s, like 03. I have literally so no idea. So you've given me like no specific year here. And the, the we'll point say, of the, we'll say, at, we'll say six between, six years between Six them. years between. Or, or no, no. I, I, it's going to be bigger than it's that. It's going to be bigger than that. I just know Metallica's it. Metallica's early. Uh, 12 years. Yeah, 12. 12 years. You guys seem pretty, 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 pretty confident in that. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> I, I never even heard the other song you just said about the. Yes, you have. Okay, you, you have, have heard you that have, song. You have. We'll play it for you. We'll some play point. it for you after the podcast. <laughs> um, Enter Sandman was released in 1991. So that was actually pretty oh, close. Yeah, nice. Said, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's a po- at least a half a point. I'm shipping up to Boston. 2005. 14 years. Dude, we were pretty close. Yeah, we were pretty close. All right. And see, like I'm older, so I knew the Metallica. No, that's why I said I think younger. you had a chance. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, and, I can't believe and, you say you haven't heard "Shipping Up to Boston." I mean, I, I probably heard it, but I just don't. You know, I just don't have it on my playlist. You should. It's a great hype song. Okay. If I want to hear a hype song, I'm gonna listen to Little John. Point blank. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I like that. I like that's, that. That's gonna get me hype, Little John. Listen. Shipping to Boston. I mean, you can't play Little. Well, yeah, you do play Little John. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, is Little John? Um, get ready to get messed up. Let's do it. Keep ah, going. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little John. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, my yeah, alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Let me see your hands up. Let's go. Ba-da-da-da. 
That's that. I mean, that's Little John, but that's not really that's the not song like, I was. That's not I like was. OG Little John. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to make sure. Anyway, let's move on. Let's wrap it up. Little keeping up with Syracuse basketball to finish it off. Judah Mintz, name to the watch list for the Bob. Is it Brendan? Help me out here. Koozie. Koozie Award, according to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. The award goes to the nation's top point guard. We also have Chance Westry. He's sidelined indefinitely with an injury. So that part, not great, but listen, Judah Mintz, the fact that he's returning, at least to me, that's one of the most exciting things about this upcoming basketball it, it's, season. It's gonna be really exciting. Like we said last week, a new head coach, uh, uh, seven footer now, Judah Mintz, uh, the team, you know, the team coming back, playing against other guys uh, in ACC. It's gonna be really exciting. I think uh, I think the fan base is gonna be go up higher. 100%. We're all looking forward to it. I wanna add one last note. Today was also one of the first times we were able to speak with the Syracuse men's lacrosse team. Okay. So heard some interesting things from them. One of the biggest things that stuck out to me, they talked a lot about having a sports psychologist who they've brought in. It's the second year with the team. I don't know. I, I thought maybe you would have like just one beat on this. I think it's interesting to think about for athletes across all sports, the mental component. I mean, they were saying this guy has like really worked wonders for them, being able to just talk out some of the things that were going on. I'm not sure if that was something that like you had access to when you were playing in the no, NFL. Uh, you but know, no, I mean, we really didn't. Like, it's really I mean, a new it was thing. Re it's really a new thing. And uh, I think it's great for the kids because uh, people don't realize that um, you know, and even as his fans, that these kids are not just athletes. You know, uh, they have their whole life ahead of them, uh, families that are far away from them, not locally. Um, a lot of stuff going on in their life. So I think that support is actually excellent. And I think uh, I think high schools <laughs> should have that as well yes. because it's um, <clears throat> it's something that's all, all stone is helping. It's not hurting. It's helping. 100%. Love it all. Love mental health resources across the board. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. This has been the Orange Zone Podcast. <laughs> Tommy Sladek no longer with us. James Mungro, Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. I'm Samantha Croston. We'll see you next time. Peace.